Welcome to the Prospector Podcast, a bi-weekly production bringing you the minor perspective. Thanks for tuning in. This is Anaí Diaz here to recap some of the top stories uploaded on our website, theprospectordaily.com, as part of the graduation issue. In news, reporter Victoria Rivas covers the Student Engagement and Leadership Center's annual Rainbow Minor Graduation, an event that celebrated graduating students of the LGBTQIA2S plus community. In entertainment, reporter Eriberto Perez tells us the writing journey of Alex Diaz, a Utah alumnus who is now the published author of two books, Love and Wine and In the Books. And in sports, sports editor Michael Cubello gives us a rundown of UTEP's top senior athletes of 2020 through 2021. You can read these stories and more at theprospectordaily.com. Luis Hinojos is a 21-year-old political science and economics major at UTEP graduating this May 14 at the end of the spring 2021 term. Hinojos was born in El Paso but lived six years in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua before moving with his family for three years to Miami. Some of the some of the challenges that I faced, particularly when when uh, coming into the United States, right, um, going from um, education in Mexico to education in the United States, is that I didn't know the language, and I was six years old, um, and it was it was a culture shock. Throughout his education, Inojo realized he constantly struggled with over demanding himself and dealing with self induced stress. It wasn't until he arrived at UTIP that he took advantage of the resources and the support system provided by the university that he stopped overwhelming himself with the opportunities presented to him. Don't be a victim of your own opportunities. And so that's something that I think about a lot. Or when I think about the challenges that I faced, I think about the opportunities that I had to be able to overcome them. Inojos is a top 10 senior, Terry Scholar, Archer Fellow, former SDA officer, part of the university honors program, and was included in the dean list every semester. I I owe a great deal of debt to the fellowship. I mean, excuse me, the the scholarship because without them, I wouldn't have been able to do many of the things that I that I have been able to do. Uh, particularly, like for example, move across the nation. Uh, right, they were incredibly supportive, and that's the reason why I was able to afford moving across the nation for a semester. Right for the Arch Fellowship, um, th- they really allowed me to. Uh, pursue for examples in the field that I that I was passionate about, um, the law. Right, um, they allowed me to um, focus on my education rather than being concerned with how or being preoccupied or worried about how I was going to pay, right for for college. Um, and that uh, for that I'm forever grateful. As an Archer Fellow, Inojos moved to Washington, D.C. for the spring semester in January 2021, where he interned with the United States Senate and was involved with federal policymaking. I know that without the fellowship, I would not be where I am. Even if it was just one semester, um, now I'm staying in D.C. for the foreseeable future. I do want to return to El Paso, but I want to um, immerse myself in, like I mentioned, federal policymaking to be able to bring outside experiences, outside knowledge. Inojos is appreciative of all the opportunities, mentorship, and education that El Paso has provided him. He hopes to devote his career to public service and work at Capitol Hill for a few years. Sometimes our goals can seem, and, and, and our dream jobs or our dream professions can seem so elusive and so distant. Um, we sometimes undervalue ourselves. and 
um, have a perception of us as smaller than we are. But minors are strong. We, we, like I mentioned, we have a world-class education and we can go anywhere. Reporting for The Prospector, Victoria Rivas. UTEP's Student Engagement and Leadership Center, SELC, hosted its annual Leadership Awards Ceremony virtually on May 5th, honoring students and organizations who have displayed exceptional dedication to their leadership and academic positions. Nicole Aguilar, director of the SELC, initiated the ceremony honoring students for their hard work throughout the year. We have the privilege of recognizing both individual students and student organizations for academic achievement, community engagement, outstanding leadership, and exceptional teamwork. The ceremony recognized five different sets of awards, including individual leadership, student organizations, fraternities and sororities, top 10 seniors, and the Student Government Association. Organizations who took the most awards of the night included the Women in Business Association, the Terry Scholars Student Organization, the Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization, and the Institute of Cardiology at El Paso. Aguilar concluded the ceremony by honoring students one last time. We are proud and, and know that you will continue to represent UTEP across the globe in the same outstanding manner that you have displayed through your achievements that we recognize tonight. Thank you. SCLC said the ceremony would be posted on its website and social media for people to view. Reporting for The Prospector, Nicole Lopez. Up next for the minor sports nugget, Michael Gouveia shares an excerpt of his conversation with UTEP's new men's basketball head coach, Joe Golding. I know you've kind of laid it out in your, in your press conference, but uh, what exactly attracted you to the UTEP job? Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing was the tradition and history of the program. Uh, you know, growing up in Midland, uh, I, I was very familiar with UTEP, uh, the tradition, the history, uh, Coach Haskins. Um, obviously, um, you know, become good friends uh, throughout my coaching career with Billy Gillespie and Doc Sadler. Um, so just, just the, the history, the tradition of this place, uh, the Haskins Center, uh, UTEP basketball, the brand. Uh, I, I was just very familiar with it. I had a lot of, you know, I take a lot of pride. I'm very humbled to be the head coach here. Um, and I thought the fit was right, you know, growing up in, in, in Midland. I've learned this, man. I, I keep saying I grew up in West Texas and people out here get, get, get oh, this is West Texas out here in El Paso. So I'm learning quick uh, that this is the true West Texas. But I, I just think growing up here uh, in this area, uh, as, as far as West Texas and just familiar with the ground and, and stuff, I just thought the fit was right. And it seems uh, in your press conference and even some of the actions you've taken afterwards that you understand that part of your job, or at least a, a good thing to do in your job, is to sell the team. I mean, you showed up at Lucy's Cafe the next day, and you've been out there really feeding the, the pavement, trying to get, you know, fan involvement. Uh, what is some of the key with that, and what did you do, like, at your former university, Abilene Christian, that kind of helped in that respect? Yeah, it's just, I guess, who I am as a person as well. I'm just a people's person. I like to get out. Um, but but I think if you shake a man's hand or, sh you know, go out in the, in the public and, and you build real relationships with the community, that it pays off. And, and the community wants to support not only our, our program, but, uh, the, you know, they'll come to the games and, and they'll support us in the Haskins Center. I think that's a big thing about building this program back uh, is we got to get butts back in the seats in the Haskins Center, you know. Uh, you know, anytime you want to compete for a championship um, at any level, um, I don't know why this deal uh, at any level. Uh, I, I think you have to uh, you have to win at home. 
Uh, and to win at home, you have to have the best home court advantage. And I think the Haskins Center has that. It, it's been proven. It's been done before. Uh, I think e even recently, uh, women's basketball uh, was close to a sellout uh, in the NIT stuff. And so, uh, and you go back to, um, you know, I don't know exactly the years, but UTEP led uh, men's basketball and Conference USA in the WAC in home, in home attendance. And we have to get that back. But we can't just say, hey, come back in the Haskins and buy season tickets. That's not going to work. Um, you know, we did that, at, you know, at ACU, they said win. We did win, and it still didn't work. I think you have to get out in the community, and, and not just myself being accessible to the community, uh, but also our players as well. And so uh, that, that's a big thing for me. Uh, but also, personally, I want to get to know El Paso, man. I, I, want, I want, you know, this is now my city. This is where I live. This is where my kids live, my wife lives. And we want to get to know the city. We, we, we want to be involved in the city and involved in the community. And so um, I'm very excited about it. I'm comfortable about it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, but I think that's a big part of what we have to do. You know, there's probably a couple big pillars in this as we build it once recruiting uh, and one is getting the home court uh, advantage and getting the community back involved. And there's a lot of pride in minor basketball here. You can see it when you walk around. I knew that, that it was a passionate fan base. We just have to wake it back up. And so uh, I think that's that's our challenge. That's what we're doing. And ultimately, we got to put a good product on the floor uh, and we got to win games and get, and get so that so they, they take pride in getting behind us. It seems like this year with all the, the transfer portal people that taking a job even after the tournament kind of puts you at a disadvantage to some coaches because other people have kind of built those relationships. Uh, do you Have you seen that as kind of a difficulty in the process to a degree? Yeah, I think it's difficult for anybody that takes over a program uh, in today's era with a portal, but I, I think it's, it's difficult for everybody across the country, not just uh, situations like here where I'm, where I'm taking over a new program. I think everybody's kind of struggling with the transfer portal. So, and, and I shouldn't say struggling, just trying to figure out and, and, and adjust to it. So it's kind of going to be the new era of college basketball. It's, you know, I've always heard things trickle down from the NBA uh, in style of play and, and, and different things that the NBA does, but this is like free agency, you know, uh, here too now. So, um, I think everybody's having to adjust. So, you know, the, the good news is it gives us a chance to get in the portal this year and get some kids, uh, you know, but, it, but in a year or two, it could hurt us, you know. And so uh, people leave for different reasons, you know, um, some good, some bad. Uh, but, you know, the student athlete has that right. It's their right now. And so we have to accept that. And uh, we have to live with the reality. I still think that you can retain a roster. Retention's big. And I think the, the, the teams that, that have the most retention year in and year out uh, are going to be teams that are successful. You know, I still think you can build a program. Um, so we'll adjust our roster to that. Uh, we're not going to just live in the portal the entire time. We're going to sign high school kids as well. We'll get in the junior college market, and uh, we'll also uh, obviously work in the portal market as, as we uh, recruit for, for UTEP. But um, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, it's definitely somewhere I'm to deal with. But here's what I'm proud of right now. We have uh, six guys back uh, on our roster, so it's not like we're having to recruit 11 or 12 new guys. We've got six guys right now back. We've got two guys in the portal that are still – you know, that we're still working hard. Uh, we want them back here at UTEP uh, and we'll continue to recruit them uh, until they make their decisions, uh, whether that's here at UTEP or somewhere else. So uh, again, we might only have to recruit six, five, six uh, guys uh, instead of recruiting 10 or 11. So I'm really proud of the guys that stayed. The story is always about the guys that stay and not the guys that leave, you know, and the guys that stayed here, the story will, will be about them next year. And I look forward to celebrating them. Yeah, I think you acquire three you know, guys that started last year. And like when Terry came in, he basically only acquired three people from the entire roster the previous year. So I think people overlook that you have, you know, some pieces in place. Um, do you feel like um, being at UTEP compared to maybe where you was at before that you would rely more or less on transfers? Because I looked over your rosters and, you know, you got some 
pretty good transfers from some universities before, but do you think you may be more centric on like some of the high school guys or are you kind of will just see how the, which approach works? Yeah, we're always, you know, the approach we have is to go recruit the best players for UTEP, you know, and whether that's high school, whether that's JUCO, Portal, International, wherever, wherever that player is, we want to go get the best player for UTEP. Uh, and then we'll adjust from there. So uh, that was kind of our model at ACU, and I don't think it will change here at UTEP. Obviously, you got, you know, a need right now. There, there's a need on our roster for size. You know, the first recruit we got was uh, – our first signings we got was a 6'10 kid, Bonkey, out of Blinn that we're real excited about, and we'll continue to add more size to this roster. I think that's a, definitely a need. Um, but, uh, again, we, we, we evaluate tape um, on players, and we find the best fits for UTEP. And so – um, you know, we did it with high school guys there at ACU first. That's how we built it. And then we added transfers along the way uh, to go with them because, as you know, you've been around probably a long time. Uh, old wins in college basketball, so you want to stay as old as you can. Um, so you're always adjusting again your roster, but we will always take the best player that we can find. And sometimes that's a high school kid, uh, and sometimes it's not. So um, we just evaluate talent. We've, we try to find the right fit. I think we've been here almost three weeks. I think today is three weeks. Uh, I, I think we're starting to understand the campus. We're starting to understand UTEP. We're starting to understand El Paso, what works here, what doesn't work here. Um, and so we're getting a better idea. We didn't want to just go sign guys until we were very comfortable and familiar uh, with UTEP. You know, you don't want to make any mistakes in recruiting. There's plenty of players out there um, and, and we're involved in a ton, uh, but we're, we want to make sure that we get the right fit here for UTEP in this roster. Yeah, because I noticed you had a certain regions that you really recruited well, like Kansas, Missouri, but you yep. took players out of Florida. You got a guy out of Pennsylvania. So for a school like Abilene Christian, that, that, that's a pretty good uh, get to get way out there like that and get those guys from those. And I think recruiting's changed, you know, with the social media today and the way Synergy is and the way videos can get sent. Uh, you know, ACU's kind of, some people would say, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, and some people would say El Paso, you know. I mean, we have to get on a plane to go find people. So, um, you know, UTEP's brand, I, I think I think it's not a, you know, we can we can recruit the country, and we're going to, you know. We're going to recruit the East Coast, the West Coast. We'll obviously recruit Texas and Kansas and, you know, was, was good to us. And, uh, you know, some people, Texas is a big state. Texas has great players. Some of the best basketball, um, both JUCO and high school basketball, is played in the state of Texas, and it will start in Texas for us. Uh, but also with the UTEP brand, I think we can go anywhere across the country and recruit. And so we'll do that. Uh, we'll hire staff that can do that. And, and we'll, uh, we will, we will, we will go east to west, man. Um, and uh, to, to find the best players we can find. Do you feel that there's a certain level of pressure as far as recruiting, since this is your first class that, especially since you find your first guy, uh, signed your first guy and you beat out UTSA for him. Do you feel like there's a certain level of pressure that comes with your first class, you know, when you come to a new university? Yeah, I think there's pressure being the head coach at UTEP. You know, uh, that's the pressure, you know. Uh, this is a great job. I think it's a great brand. Uh, I, these people expect to win championships here. Uh, they expect to fill out the Haskins here. That's their tradition. That's the history. That's the bar. Uh, I went to eat lunch with uh, Steve Haskins yesterday and get to hear the stories of, of, of his dad. Uh, that's pressure. Uh, but but I love pressure. That, that's, that's what you want if you're a player or a coach. Uh, I think you embrace pressure, man. Um, I, I, I said this in, in a radio deal, I think, with, with Steve uh, Cap was um, I, I, I want the pressure. You know, I, I want people to talk about UTEP basketball, both good and bad, uh, because that means people care. You know, and that's why I took this job is because people care about UTEP basketball. And um, again, back to the passionate fan base. And so um, I don't feel any pressure in recruiting. We're going to sign a good class. I'm not worried about that. Uh, we're taking our time with it, uh, you know, to be honest with you. We just don't want to make mistakes in this. 
there's plenty of people that want to be a part of UTEP basketball, but we want to get the right fit. And back to your original point, we don't want to just sign all one-year guys either. So then we lose nine or 10 guys next year. We're trying to build a program at the same time we're trying to win. And we're, we're going to do this quicker than we did at ACU. I, I, I believe that uh, wholeheartedly uh, that this can be done a lot quicker uh, because of the pieces that we have coming back and then because of the UTEP brand. So um, ACU didn't have that brand. We were building the brand, you know, at ACU. Here we have the brand. So, uh, again, um, yes, there's pressure, absolutely, but I embrace it and I love it. Um, how do I mean, I know you probably can't get too much in this, but I know when you talked with Steve Kaplowitz, you felt pretty good about retaining – a lot of people that was in the transfer portal and um, sold and like signed the next day. So uh, how do you feel about the guys that are, are remaining in the um, portal? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew Christian was gone. You know, I, I knew that um, right when I took the job. So I feel really good about our roster right now and the guys that are in place. And obviously uh, the two guys that's here, there's no secret in that in the portal we're recruiting those guys to stay, uh, you know, they've been at workouts for the last two weeks with us. And uh, I think UTEP's the best place for, for both of those guys. But more importantly, the guys that are not in the portal, those that's where my attention is. You know, is those six guys that aren't in the portal that have uh, stuck with us and want to be a part of UTEP basketball. They get my full attention right now. Uh, I'm proud of them. They didn't stay because of Joe Golding. Uh, they stayed because of UTEP. They stayed because of the city of El Paso. And they stayed because they care about minor basketball and they want to get this thing back uh, on top. And so I'm very appreciative of them of that. Uh, I'm thankful for them for that. And that's where my attention lies, you know, but uh, recruiting is always changing. You know this. You see the portal. You and I can talk tomorrow, and we might lose one. You know that's just the way college basketball is today. That's the that's the uh, that's the reality of it. And uh, you live one day at a time here, and, and you work hard with your relationships with your players. Um, you know that's a big piece of what I'm about. Um, I, I build real relationships with these guys. It's not just about basketball. Um, and uh, just very again uh, thankful for those guys that have stayed. And again, the story will be about them. You know. I, I keep telling everybody it's not going to be about Joe Goldie next year. The story will be about these guys that stay here uh, for UTEP and, and for minor basketball. And when, when we win some games, uh, we, we will celebrate those guys for that. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick comment, and then I'm going to ask the last question. And okay. my comment is just that I feel like UTEP, at all levels of sports, needs to figure out a way to get the students more engaged since we have a large amount of you know students compared Absolutely. to some universities. So I hope that – and you seem like the kind of guy that is going to attack that. Yeah, we're so going to get after it, you know, and I'm still navigating that. You know, I learned, you know, through the interview process, you know, I saw 25,000 students and I got all fired up, but only 1,000 live on campus, you know. But we got to figure out a way to get the other 24,000, you know, uh, back back to campus once they get out of class. And so um, we're going to work really, really hard on that. I can promise you that. And then my final question to you is um, – what can UTEP fans expect out of a Joe Golding team, especially year one? But overall? Yeah, I, I think a team that plays hard. Uh, I, th I think we're going to play hard, and we're going to play for each other. You know, we're going to play for UTEP across the front of our chest. Uh, we're going to play for each other. We're going to play really, really hard. Uh, and, I, and I think it's a brand of basketball that the city of El Paso will embrace, uh, that they'll enjoy. It will be exciting as well. We'll be the first, uh, first uh, guy uh, on the floor for a loose ball. We're going to take some charges. Uh, we obviously will get out and transition. We'll have some fun. We'll shoot threes. I think it'll be an exciting brand of basketball that the city of El Paso will enjoy. Uh, I think UTEP uh, students and alumni uh, will take pride uh, in, in what we're doing. Um, and I'm excited, man. I can't wait for November 9th. Uh, I can't wait for it to get here. But we got a lot of work uh, until that time to put this team together. Um, you know, we're obviously behind uh, the eight ball a little bit here with, with no practice in the spring. We only got eight practices uh, with six players. So this summer will be very, very important for us as we put together this team. But again, very humbled, honored to be the coach at UTEP. And uh, I promise to work every day to, to put a team on the floor that the city and university will be proud of. Yeah, I thank you for your time. And I think that we, 
as a fan base have not been this excited since Tim Floyd took over. I think Terry was a very qualified coach, but I think um, his outreach and it probably no fault of his own, his outreach did not resonate the same way yours is doing. So uh, welcome you aboard. And I thank you very much for your no, time. I appreciate that. And I want to say this publicly too. I, I've said everywhere. I, I appreciate coach Terry. This program is not broken. You know, sometimes you take a program that's broken and this, this program is not coach Terry. There's good kids here. There's a good culture here. Uh, he had a great staff. He did a great job. They were close. COVID was a hard year on everybody. Uh, he obviously took a job that he wanted to do and, and go a different Avenue, which opened the door for me, but I'm very thankful for coach Terry. Yeah. I, I think we had so much expectation year two. That sometimes it's like in the NFL, if you win one season, then you don't do that well the next year. Everybody's like, they're already yeah. off you. But I know you've yeah. got things to do, and I hope to get a chance to talk to you again. And maybe some of your incoming recruits are some of your seniors. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Prospector Podcast. Join us next time for an all-new Minor Perspective.